Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to Franchising and You, a production of Franchise Foundry. My name is Paul Segreto. I'm your host, Saturday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Eastern and 8.30 a.m. Central Time, as together we explore how franchising may be right for you. I am extremely excited to see Franchising and You take off as a resource for individuals exploring the great world of franchising. Uh, Since we started a couple of months ago, our listenership has continued to grow with on-demand listens, increasing week after week, as whether you're looking for something different to do as just having a job is not enough, and of course, for many different reasons, or possibly you already have a successful business, and now you're thinking about franchising for your growth and expansion, well, then you're in the right place, as this podcast is certainly for you. Franchising is You, brought to you by the Legal Eagles at Spadia, Liana. Tom Spadia uh, corrected me last week, and so I've got that down right. The Legal Eagles at Spadia, Liana, the real estate professionals at Retail Solutions, and, of course, Fran Fund and their fantastic team that helps to make dreams come true. Of course, we thank all our sponsors. Last week on Franchising and You, I was honored to welcome back to the show franchise attorney Tom Spadia. Tom and I chatted, of course, about the pronunciation of Spadia But We also chatted on more important things, such as the financial performance representation, the infamous item 19 of the franchise disclosure document. You can listen to that particular segment of Franchising and You, as well as all past segments, at blogtalkradio.com slash franchising and you. You know, I said helping to make dreams come true, and that's what, you know, I, I really look at as FranFund uh, being able to do is they truly are instrumental in helping individuals achieve the American dream of owning a business. Recently named one of the top 10 franchise funding providers by Entrepreneur Magazine, FranFund crafts insightful funding strategies that really solidify the dreams of franchise ownership while positioning franchisees for long-term success. And with its own in-house lending team, FranFund is able to accelerate the funding process so clients can move forward even faster. Joining us today is David Murray, Senior Lending Consultant for FranFund. David, welcome to Franchising and You. Good morning, Paul. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's a great morning in Texas. Um, You're up in the Dallas area, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, Game day's here with a big uh, TCU-Ohio State game, so there's lots of excitement in this area today. Uh, the, the frogs versus the Buckeyes, huh? So that should That's be uh, interesting. Definitely, definitely some colorful uniforms running around on the field today, uh, for sure. Well, that's great. And certainly our hearts go out to the, uh, the people adversely affected by Hurricane Florence on the East Coast. Uh, they're really taking a beating. Uh, our best well wishes uh, for you. I know down here in Houston we went through that last year in Hurricane Harvey. And, you know, I think it's really relevant to bring it up because uh, last year at this time uh, I was going through, we had six or seven franchise uh, closing transactions uh, coming through, and people were adversely affected, and some of those went by the wayside. And, of course, some other businesses that had recently opened, especially in the back of the Kingwood area, were uh, really affected, and it kind of wiped out that whole back section And I was just there a week or so ago as a lot of those businesses are reopening and it's this 
revitalization to the area. And I'm just so, so pleased to see people being able to get back on track for the American dream. You know, David, a few weeks ago, we heard from Fran Fund CEO Jeff Sieber, and he took us on a, on a tour, so to speak, of the various options available today to individuals exploring business ownership and specifically franchise ownership. We spoke about 401k rollovers, SBA loans, and, and other options. So today, I'm going to play the role of the individual who might be thinking about buying a franchise business. So at what point should I start exploring funding options? Oh, gosh, uh, Paul, I would say you should start as soon as possible. Uh, you know, I think it's incredibly important uh, for people to understand, you know, what their funding level is or what they're available to get approved for level is at the very beginning. Uh, you know, a lot of cases when you first get started, you really don't know what franchise concept you're looking at. So you may be looking at concepts you can't currently afford or concepts that may not work well in your area. So there's nothing in the world wrong with going to a bank or, or working with Fran funds trying to figure out, you know, very early on, not only can you get approved, but how much you can get approved for. So you're able to, by going through the process, and we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the actual process, but by going through the process, I could have a determination made as to, you know, what I can afford based upon the information that I show you, the cash I'm able to bring to the table, being able to cover my personal expenses for X period of time, all that, and you're able to come back and say, we can approve um, a package for $600,000 of which you're going to come up with 200000 of your own. Is, is that kind of loosely what I'm going to come out with um, at the end of that process? Yes, sir. We use uh, the Franscore modeling system, which is a very good indicator of how well you're going to pay your loan back. We also have an application process where um, we get base information, primary financial information from you, and based on that information, we're able to give you a very reliable yes or a very quick no, which is just as important. You know, I love on the website how it says that uh, Fran Fund is a total funding solution for franchising and small businesses. We are the small business funding what a concierge is to the hospitality industry, a single expert resource that will search the marketplace for the best options to fund your franchise or independent business and then provide you with one or more capitalization solutions based on individual needs uh, and goals. And, of course, um, the Fran Fund is doing the, the homework, the legwork, so to speak, so that individuals can focus on the actual process of, of going into their business and, and, and starting to build their business. So uh, obviously this must be, you know, some type of, I guess, sort of lengthy process. I come to you, I go through the, the pre-qualification process. I have an understanding of what I may be qualified for. I have an understanding of, of, of the cash capital that I'm going to liquid capital. I'm going to have to come up with, once I find a franchise and I tell you it's going to be, you know, XYZ mail centers, what transpires from there that moves this process along to actually being funded? Well, typically with Friend Fund, what's going to happen there is you already have a pre-approval letter in hand because you've spoken to one of our, our basically our, our lending specialists. We already identified that you have been pre-approvable. You go out and find your franchise concept. 
And then this this comes as a big surprise in the real world. The, you hear all the time that an SBA loan takes forever. And in a lot of cases in, the, in a traditional lending environment, it can take three to four, even five months before a loan process to go through. What FranFund does is, is first and foremost, we've hired, you know, bankers, you know, previous bankers that have worked in the environment to understand how the process needs to work. So when you come to us and say, I found my concept, I'm ready to go, we're going to help you put your entire package together, your entire funding package, your lending package, make sure your T's are crossed, your I's are dotted. We work with you on your specific business plan. We work with you on your specific projections. Uh, projections is one of the key reasons loans are turned down. We help you with your application. Um, we just help give you guidance. And when that application is completed, you know, we're a little bit different in the fact that when we turn an application in, it's very well uh, thought out and very complete. Most of the banks that we work with love us because they know that our applications allow them to take them into the final underwriting process. So we look for a bank that's going to give you a great loan and a great rate. We engage that bank services. In most cases, they're going to pull your credit to begin with. It takes about 24 hours on average. We've done it as little as three. Um, and then within, usually within three days, you're going to receive your term letter, basically outlining what the loan is going to look like and what is required. If you agree to those terms, then basically within about three days from that, you have your closing checklist. Paul, the majority of our loans close within about three to four weeks, so we have a very quick turnaround time. We have a lot of lenders out there that are very specific to Fran Fund, and we're able to turn these loans around very quickly. Can you distinguish between pre-qualification and pre-approval? Well, initially, when you come to Fran Fund, you know, we don't lend money, but what we do is give you a good source. So we tell people all the time, again, a reliable yes or a quick no, because of our background in banking, you know, as again, everybody that we've hired in this lending specialist size has a very detailed banking background, uh, and because of the relationships we developed. So basically, we target uh, a portfolio of lenders that are very specific in the franchise space. So we know right away what concepts are going to look for from the very beginning. So some banks are very lending specific for a certain dollar amount. Some banks are very specific for real estate based. There's a variety of different lenders out there, and what most clients don't realize is you can go to the wrong bank. There could be a bank across the street that is specifically targeting what you're trying to get a loan for, but you don't really know that. So you can spend a lot of time working with the wrong lender. So what we try to do is find the right loan. So initially we give you that pre-qualifier because we already know what banks are looking for, so there's a credit box per se. And by us looking at that pre-qualification, excuse me, us looking at that application you turn in as well as your, your frame score information, that tells us right away what credit box you're going to fall in, and then we match it up with the bank that you're going to work with ultimately. And then based upon what is actually found when they do the hard poll, provided there isn't anything squirrely out there. It's a pretty simple process from there. That is correct. You know, we tell our clients up front, it's important to disclose everything. Uh, even if you had a DUI when you were 20 years old, 45 years ago, uh, banks find out this stuff, and character is a very important criteria to a particular lender. And, you know, it's not that it's going to prevent you from getting a loan, but they don't want to be surprised. They're going to be a partner with you on this. They're going to give you potentially – you know, 70 to 90% of your overall loan project. So they need to understand what kind of partnership they're getting in with, what it boils down to. Yeah, and a lot of people um, have a lot of trepidation about sharing information. I know I uh, am, you know, quite surprised at time when we arrange a, a meeting, a call between, you know, Fran Fund and a candidate, 
and how hard it is at times to get the candidate to, you know, take the call, schedule the call, and, and provide the information and then throw up their hands and say uh, the process doesn't work, and yet they haven't provided the information. Uh, I believe Fund does a great job of smoothing over that process and helps to make it as seamless as possible. And it's real important to, to us in working with franchise candidates that that occurs. Hey, David, we have a question from our audience. Um, this gentleman says, I'm embarrassed to say I've been turned down for an SBA loan. I can't imagine feeling like this again, but I'm passionate about owning my own business. What can I do to improve my chances for a future loan? And is there a particular time period I should wait before starting this process all over again, hopefully, you know, just one more time? Um, yeah, it's a great question, and one we get quite a bit. A lot of the clients that we have come to us have been turned down. There's no particular – you may hear – oh, you should wait six months before you apply again. And in certain bank situations, that is correct. You know, with FranFund, people are often surprised when they walk into their local bank that, in a lot of cases, your local lender is just not interested in doing startups. There could, As I mentioned earlier, there could be a variety of reasons why banks are very loan-specific. It could be the loan size. You know, everything could have been perfect, but this bank doesn't want to do a loan below $250,000 or below $500,000 or this particular bank doesn't want to work in the food industry, or this bank doesn't want to work in the exercise industry, or we even see situations where, um, you know, a bank may give, be giving you loans in the physical fitness industry for nine months, and now their portfolio is really heavy in that area, so they want to prove those towards the end. There's a variety of reasons why it could be turned down. So what we try to do, as I mentioned earlier, is let's review it. You know, I would recommend your client, let's just there's a free application. We do not have a credit pool involved with what we try to do here. And let's just review your application. Let's try to figure out why you were turned down and see if there's a workaround with doing that. Because, once again, it could be nothing more than you just applied at the wrong bank. They're not interested in the concept that you are targeting. So the benefit of working with Fran Fund is going to be we have a stable of lenders that are very comfortable in the franchise world, and just as importantly, very comfortable with working with startup lending. Excellent. We appreciate all the questions to franchising you. Please send them to me at paul at franchisefoundry.com. That can be done before the show or even during the show. We'll do all we can to answer questions on the show, but please do know if we don't have time, uh, we'll certainly still get you the answer information you may be looking for. David, I think it's a good time to ask, you know, what criteria are lenders today looking for when they're evaluating a loan for you know, a typical franchise, and let's we'll clarify that. You know, a typical franchise that's bricks and mortar, that might be a total investment package of three fifty to five hundred thousand dollars. With um, you know, it's in the, in the retail sector, so we won't go you know crazy in some of the uh, um, sectors that require a little bit more, um, maybe maybe specialty or maybe you know business experience or anything. Let's just go for the, the run of the mill. Let's call it three fifty to five hundred thousand. What type of criteria can I expect if I'm applying for this loan? And um, you know what, what can I expect? The key thing that there's there's this base dynamics that every lender is going to look forward to get to begin with, and then. You know, I tell people the standard operating procedure manual from the SBA is over 5,000 pages long, and it is very open to interpretation. 
So I've literally had debates with lenders where we read a passage and one lender views it one way and another lender views it a different way. But really the true bottom line is there's going to be four key areas. You may have heard it referred to as the four C's, and even some banks refer to it as the five C's. Uh, the very first you know, overview, I guess, qualifier that banks can look for very simply is credit. And, and how we like to explain this, Paul, is, is think of it as filling the bucket. We use a bucket theory. So the fuller each bucket is and each qualifier, the more likelihood we're going to have of approval and approval at better rates and terms as we move forward. So credit becomes very important. They like for your credit to be clean. So if possible, no bankruptcies, no foreclosures, no current collections. They like for your personal credit score to be at a 680 or better. You know, the closer you are to the mid-700s and towards 800, the stronger the deal is, the fuller the bucket is, if you will. And they like for your business credit score to be at the 165 range or better. Obviously, as you close in closer to 200 on the SBSS score, that's a win as well. Now, just because you've had a foreclosure or just because you've had a you know, short sale or bankruptcy, in the old days, that prevented you from getting a loan. But because of the, the, the crisis that we currently ran into, um, banks are more forgiving on credit than they used to be. You know, there's two key areas there. The further away from that bankruptcy you are and the more you've worked at reestablishing your credit, the more likelihood we're able to work around that. But even say you have a relatively recent bankruptcy and your credit bucket's a little bit low, we can feel overflow maybe some of your other buckets to help offset that bankruptcy as we move forward. So that first qualifier, Paul, is going to be credit. That becomes very important. Uh, the second qualifier you mentioned a moment ago, Paul, is going to be basically your capitalization or your cash injection. Um, as I mentioned, banks want to be a partner here, and they're looking for true partnerships. And depending on a variety of options, you know, how established the business is, uh, is it a nationwide chain, how many units they have open, how strong your personal financial statement may be, a bank can ask for as little as 10% down, and they could ask for as much as 50 I tell my clients 25 to 30% is a good number. So if you're targeting a $500,000 total project cost, I believe that, you know, if you kind of go into it with a mindset, I'm going to put about $150,000 into this particular deal, then I'm going to be in good shape. Now, what I also tell clients is, is you get credit for just about everything. So when you pay for your franchise fee, when you travel to Discovery Day, you know, hotel stay, airline tickets, if you have a CPA or a tax attorney review these documents, all that counts towards your business and all that goes towards your cash injection. So be very mindful of the money that you spend to track it all, invoice it all. We'll turn it into the banks, and then they'll give you credit for the vast majority of that is our goal when things are all said and done. So that's our credit qualifier and our, our cash injection qualifier. Paul, any questions on those first two qualifiers before we kind of move forward? Yeah, one question on the capitalization. Let's say I, I, I just haven't been a saver over the years, but my Uncle Louie passed away, left me a quarter of a million dollars, and I want to use that quarter of a million dollars you know, to, to invest in a $500,000 franchise. Is, it, am, am I going to be looked at? Uh, in a different light than if it was money that I had saved over the years? In most cases, we say cash is king. So uh, it's not uncommon <laughs> for people to actually go and get a gift from their parents, get early inheritance. Uh, that's very normal. And if Uncle Louie left you some investments, um, the banks are absolutely going to love that and have no concerns with it in most cases. Great. That's the only question I have regarding the, the first two Cs. What about the next two Cs? Yeah, the lender just wants to make sure the deal is adequately capitalized. The number one thing, you know, we, we have a saying that businesses fail because they run out of money. They don't fail because they have too much money. So having a little extra money there certainly makes a big difference. Banks like to see that capitalization there. 
So we've talked about your credit qualifier. We've talked about your capital qualifier. Now, your third C is going to be collateral. Um, basically, it's just a value of assets available to support and secure the loan. Uh, collateral is always a broad spectrum. You know, some banks are very collateral-driven, you know, real estate-based banks. Others are more open to maybe using life insurance or securities or stocks and bonds. There's a variety of things there. Banks like collateral, and the very simple reason why is when you have collateral attached, the loan pays back at a much higher ratio. As a matter of fact, the SBA has a rule in place, Paul, where if your loan is $350,000 or more, uh, the, basically the lender is required to take some sort of collateral. If it's below 350, it is at a bank's discretion, but in most cases the loans 150 to 350 banks will still ask for collateralization. So usually, the, you know, the first thing they'll target is any type of furniture, fixtures, and equipment you're going to have in the business. So, you know, something like a more of an automobile, automobile repair maintenance is going to have a lot more collateral than a home-based business. So collateral can sure. come in a lot of forms. But typically, they're going to look for your furniture, fixtures, and equipment, and then they're also going to target potentially your home. They could target cash. They could target securities, CDs, you know, a variety of things. Even personal guarantees, in some cases, are perfectly fine when it comes to collateral. So basically, that's your third C is your collateral piece. And then your fourth C is going to be what they call capacity, or you may hear it referred to as post-closing coverage. Very simply stated, the bank wants to know that you can afford to run this business until which time the business can afford to run itself. What we often see is people go, oh, I'm going to be able to pay myself a $90,000 salary. I'm going to produce huge profit the first three months I'm open. History dictates it's going to take, on average, about six to 12 months for your business to get to a break-even point. So basically what the bank wants to know is, okay, what happens month one or maybe month three or maybe month six if there is a hurricane that comes through, there's a fire in California, a bridge burns down in Atlanta, and maybe you just had, due to no fault of your own, your business had a slow period. Do you have the capability to cover your business debt until that business can cover itself? You know, so they look for sources like outside income from a spouse. Uh, it could be mineral rights. It could be royalty fees. It could be child support. It could be retirement funds, pension. Uh, it could also just be simple cash on hand. You know, so the bank just wants to know, again, that first year is that toughest year. Do you have enough assets to cover this business until which time that business can get to that break-even point? So most banks are going to look for about 12 months of coverage when it comes to that. But sometimes in your lower base loans, the coverage ratios can go down. And, again, there's a variety of things that banks can look for there to make sure that you can cover that post-closing. And those are things we'll talk about with you as well to look for options and available things that you would be able to leverage to make sure the bank hits their qualifiers. So that's your third and fourth you, qualifier is collateral and capacity. So you, you yeah. mentioned, yeah, you mentioned that some banks actually have a fifth C. What is that? I'm sorry, Paul. Some banks have what? You a said they, they, in some cases there's a fifth uh, C number five. What is that? Gotcha. The C number five is going to be simply character. Um, it kind of goes right along with you. Just the bank will ask you in your business plan in some case to write a history of what your overall is. Where do you come from? What did you do? Are you corporate America? Have you ran a previous business? You know, anything we can do to look for relatable experience becomes very important. You may not be specific in a certain area, but you may have managed 40 people before in your previous job. Well, in the character bucket, that gives the banks a lot of credit that you're used to running this type of business or you're used to managing people. So they look for major critical character traits like trustworthiness or good judgment, credibility, 
reliability. You know, so you just want to look at that. Do you have a history of paying your debt on time? So it kind of falls in line with a credit bucket. But if there's any type of business experience from a previous employer, any type of management ex education that you may have had that can, we can add in, we call that the character piece. So anything we can do to strengthen the deal. We want to go and tell the bank that I'm a strong borrower, you know, and here's a lot of things that we can leverage as to why I feel like I am a strong borrower as we move forward. So, David, is it a, is it a myth or, or truth that, if I'm here as a candidate and I say, I really want to operate, own and operate a restaurant, but I have no restaurant experience whatsoever. Is it a myth or truth that the bank will look favorably uh, on me or, or maybe not so favorably based upon the fact that I have absolutely no, no industry experience? <laughs> Paul, now you're going to force me to be a banker. The answer is yes to both and no to both. Uh, it, it depends on the bank. You know, we that is a big question we get a lot in the, in the food industry and the restaurant world in general. There are just a lot of lenders who go, you know what, if you don't have previous experience, we're simply not going to touch you. But what we do to work around that is we tell you up front that you're going to need and go hire someone that has experience in running Restaurant X or this type of restaurant. And if you go to the bank and go, look, I'm a partner with this person, you know, he or she has 10 years, 15 years of experience in running this specific type of restaurant, we have lenders available that are comfortable doing that as long as your, your credit boxes, your, your criteria, if you will, are very strong. Understand that the weaker you are in one area, so if you have no previous experience in running, you know, a restaurant but you want to manage one, what is your detailed plan to make sure that you're going to get that experience and you're going to hire someone that's going to help you get there, and you can afford to run that that, that, that road bump, the roadblock, or that speed bump you're going to go over as your learning curve goes through. So if you have a good, strong business plan, and you're explaining why you're going to hire someone and what you're going to do, there are lenders out there that will work with that. Now that lender is fewer and farther between, but once again, that's our job at Fran Fund is to go out and find a stable of lenders that do a lot of different things. Sure. And of course, you know, being involved in a in a franchise for those that are out there deciding to start their own business or uh, start their entrepreneurial journey by signing on with a franchise company, you know, certainly the fact that a franchise company has, you know, a proven business model, um, technology systems and solutions in place, and of course, you know, training and ongoing support, I'm sure all lends to um, the equation. You know, a lot of times, you know, uh, people look at it and they feel like the franchisor should be giving them, you know, a lot more. And, of course, uh, we know that's not the case. I mean, we know going through franchise agreements, uh, the franchise disclosure document will provide the, the history of the brand and they'll talk about the, the brand's, um, you know, financial situation, uh, the, the cost of entry, the initial investment, there's all kinds of, of terms in there. How strong or how much, I should say, do banks actually look at the franchisor knowing that they're not part of the actual loan, so to speak, but how much does that weigh in looking at the franchisor when a, uh, a lender is trying to make a, uh, a nay or yay decision? 
know, it's very important. You know, I tell people lenders are not created equal. Um, you know, again, there could be a variety of uh, some lenders may not want to lend below 500000 Other lenders want the franchise concept to have a certain number of units open for a certain number of times. So, once again, it's important to have that stable. We have other lenders that actually focus on startup businesses. But what we tell our clients is the stronger the actual franchise concept is or the more established it is, that's a strength that makes the deal a little bit, you know, lenders are naturally inherently risk adverse. So if you have a franchise concept that's got 300 units open nationwide performing well, they get that a lot of strength. Now, so what happens is what happens you come to me and you're looking at a brand-new concept that has seven locations open nationwide and they have 15 franchises out there looking. There are banks that will work with that. But understand that that's considered a higher-risk loan to a lot of lenders, and they're comfortable. There are lenders that, that want to go that route because they realize now over the next two or three years we have a large loan volume coming in from Franchise X. But what generally happens there is be prepared. They're going to ask for a little bit more. That's when they're certainly going to ask for a 30% cash injection from you. They're probably going to ask for a little bit more collateralization. They want you to be very strong because, once again, you're a partner with the bank. So we're going to partner together, open up this newer franchise concept. We like this concept. We've approved this concept. This genre of business has performed very well in the industry. But let's go in this together. So just be prepared in a situation like that. The lenders could ask you for a little bit more collateralization a little bit more cash injection, maybe a little bit stronger post-closing coverage in situations like that. But we approve those loans every day, all day long. You know, I think there's uh, you know, a fallacy that a lot of people um, have this thought process in their mind that they're actually, when they get an SBA loan, that they're borrowing the money from the U.S. government. Can you clear that up? Yeah, that is a huge misnomer. You're absolutely correct there, Paul. The SBA is actually considered one of the strongest running forms of the government out there, but simply stated the SBA will guarantee the loan product for the bank. And that guarantee can be as little as 10%, or can actually be as little as zero down, to in some cases as much as 85%. Typical guarantees fall in the 50 to 75% range. So what we mean by that, Paul, is if you were to go and you were to borrow $400,000, well, depending on how well you cover those qualifiers that we discussed a minute ago, that the credit, the cash injection, the post-closing, the, you know, the collateralization, that guarantee from the government can be as high as 75% in most of these larger loans. So banks a lot of times lend towards how can I get this maximum guarantee from the government. But the key is, is you're right, the SB doesn't lend money at all, but they provide a guarantee to lenders. And then we always get, well, gosh, if the loan is guaranteed at 75%, this should be easy. Well, understand that the SBA doesn't just hand out guarantees like candy. Anytime a loan goes bad, they investigate that loan, and they determine, did the bank do their due diligence? Did the borrower mm -hmm. do their due diligence and provide the right amount of documentation? So we tell our clients that the SBA guarantees it, but they're going to be very strict on once that the loan were to fail – what they pay to the lender. So because of that, again, the lender becomes inherently very credit or risk adverse, and they try to make sure the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. Yeah, it certainly can't be freewheeling. So, you know, and it's usually uh, like other things in franchising, it's the things that pop up after there's, a, after there's an issue that you really have to worry about. You know, all of this seems so easy to understand, uh, but yet, I know not everybody understands everything. So what are franchisees often surprised about when it comes to this entire lending process? 
You know, we're in a history, Paul, where people just are used to walking into their local bank and saying, hey, I want to apply for a loan. You know, and, and you certainly can still do that. But as we mentioned before a couple of times, you know, banks – they're a business, and I tell people all the time, when you walk in the door, they're going to take your application. And the reason why they're going to take your application is because they want to know where all of your assets are at. And is there a possibility for them to be able to get those assets at that particular bank? You see that a lot. It's not commonly known among lending, but that's what you see. So basically the first thing we often see when people walk in the door, um, they're surprised at the amount of paperwork that it takes to get moving forward, just, just to load a paperwork that's there. It's an SBA government-based loan. You know, as Reagan said, uh, we're from the government and we're here to help. So uh, that's the most feared quote in the history of modern language. And, and it's just there's a lot of documentation. That's part of what Friend Fund does to help make sure we help you navigate through that. They're very surprised by how long it takes. You know, as I mentioned earlier, it takes four to five months for an average bank, especially if they don't have any previous history in working with franchises. A lot of times they, you may be working with a banker that's never dealt with an FTD before, and they have to send that out to the legal department, and that can just take forever. Uh, sometimes just the general requirements, you know, that it's going to take banks. People underestimate that, oh, I've got to put this much money into it when it's all said and done. Or, you know, my local bank's not an option because this bank doesn't do below $250,000. So what we typically see is, is the big surprises we often see is, is how long the process takes, the amount of paperwork that it's going to take to do it. The overall general requirements can be very confusing because when you go to the SBA, it's a gray area, and you may interpret a phrase much different than your local bank would be, and that, you know, oftentimes your local banks, you know, just aren't interested. You know, your big giant conglomerates, J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, generally do not target startup borrowers. But you see where Wells Fargo is the biggest lender in the country, but the majority of their lending is done to established business owners. Not that they want to live in, uh, lend to startups, but it's just not their target area. So it's much more difficult to get a startup loan approved through that type of lender versus maybe a local lender. So it's just the minutiae of trying to figure out what bank to go to can be very confusing. And, you know, as your gentleman in the question earlier asked, I was turned down. There could be a million reasons why it was turned down. We had a loan just a couple of weeks ago where we actually went back to the bank the client actually was turned down from. We adjusted their projections somewhat. We adjusted a little bit of documentation. There was some information that, that he basically misunderstood and how to fill it out. We got a loan that was declined. When he walked in locally, we sent the same package to his local bank and got it approved about a month later. So, you know, things like that can happen. It's just amazing. Some of the simplest little things can cause your loan to get turned down. Sure, absolutely. What are the other things that a, a franchise candidate can be looking at? I mean, we hear about, you know, 401k rollovers. There's, you know, security-backed loans instead of me, you know, cashing in all my stocks and bonds. I just use that as collateral. Explain how this fits into the equation. And I know in some cases there are, actual mul there are actually multiple things that are used to package the loan together. Yeah, again, the banks are comfortable. The stronger the deal is, the happier they are. So, you know, if you have, if you're comfortable using 401k assets, you know, about, gosh, you know, like a large percentage of your businesses on a given yearly basis use 401k retirement dollars, you use securities. They really changed the rules recently where you can use your home equity line of credit. You know, a few years ago, most lenders were very uncomfortable with you allowing you to use your home equity line of credit. In this day and age, you can use your home equity line of credit to, you know, to help cover certain, you know, maybe shortfalls or even your cash injection. So banks are much more flexible now. You know, 
what we are happy to see is lending is coming back. You know, there's more available lenders with a little bit mm-hmm. more flexible criteria now than there have been in several years. So, and they've opened up a little bit to where if you have something that's an asset, let's try to figure out a way to work with it. Now, again, you have some banks that won't work with home equities. We have others that will. So, but we tell our people, that's the reason we ask. When you fill out that application, give us everything. You know, we're just trying to figure out what is the best way we can structure your deal and go find a bank that, okay, I tell people all the time, there's no wrong answer here, borrower X. You know, we see two or three options here. So there's no wrong answer. Let's figure out which is the best option for you. Maybe you'd prefer to use your securities versus using your home. Or maybe you'd prefer to use your rollover versus using your securities. So let's figure out what is the best option for you. You know, we've had multiple conversations with financial advisors, with CPAs, who kind of explain to them our thought process, you know, how to structure and put things together. So our job is to make your job as easy and as simple as possible. That's excellent. Any uh, final advice, uh, bits of advice, bits of bits of wisdom that you would like to leave our our listening audience with today? You know, it, don't give up. It, you know, just because one person says no, that's not the end all be all with other lenders that are out there. There's lots of places you can get education from. You know, most of your local communities have a small business development center. They call it an SBDC, again, Small Business Development Center. You can get a lot of information from those guys. Again, you can contact FranFund. We have basically a free application process. Uh, we'll sit down with you, and it's a 30- to 45-minute consultation to where we'll go through and we'll look at your assets, and we'll very clearly tell you what we feel is strong and maybe some areas of weakness just had a loan last week where I talked to a client three months ago, and they were close, but they weren't quite there. We give them a little bit of advice on what they could do. Um, they come back just this past week, and we approve them for a loan. So if we can't give you that reliable yes right away, we're at least going to give you some direction on things you can work on to get there maybe in the near future because you may not be wanting to open your franchise until the second quarter of next year. But we have time to, to work on some of our shortfalls in that window, and we'll talk about ways to do that. So just don't assume if you go to one bank and they tell you no that that's the answer for all of them because that's simply not the case. There's such a variety of lenders out there now, Paul. We just have to figure out our job. What Frame Fund does is we spend every day looking for new lenders, looking for new options, looking for new resources to be able to find and get you an approval. I appreciate that. And, of course, you know to learn about the personal options that are available to you through Frame Fund, please visit their website at franfund.com. Com. David, I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you being with us today. Uh, I'm certain you opened the eyes for many and probably more importantly, made more people less afraid to take that next step you know, towards business ownership. Uh, I, again, I thank you, and I know the listeners thank you as well. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Paul, and I greatly appreciate it. And, yes, it, it can be daunting, but find some direction, and we're happy to help any way we can as well. And, uh, again, thanks for the open forum, Paul. Have a, have a beautiful day. Absolutely. I'd like to remind our listeners uh, to subscribe, again, along the path of gathering information. Uh, subscribe to Franchise Dictionary Magazine. As I mentioned last week, I'm proud of my new column in the magazine, Franchising 101. In the upcoming October issue, I focus on the franchising mindset. Uh, do you think you have it? Well, you just have to read it and find out, and while you're at it, you'll have the opportunity to read about some very interesting brands in the booming health and wellness sector of franchising. That's Franchise Dictionary Magazine. Uh, Along with listening to Franchising and You, I truly feel uh, we're a great one-two punch, uh, but just scratching the surface as you explore uh, franchise ownership. Uh, For more information about our other sponsors, 
Retail Solutions and Spade Ileana. Please visit their websites at RetailSolutionsRE.com and SpadeyLaw.com, respectively. And that's it for this week. Uh, thank you for including Franchising in You as you explore the wonderful world of franchising and business ownership. Dream it, wish it, do it. We're excited to be part of your quest towards franchise success. Have a great day.